Okay, so thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you have a good plan. And we thank you and praise you that you came that we may have life and have it to the full until it overflows. And we thank you also that you are preparing us to stand before you on that day. We love you. We praise you. We just receive your teaching in your mighty name. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And, you know, he's talking to us about getting ready for his return. And today he's talking to me about the plan he has for us. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plan I have for you. It's for your good. Actually, I have it right here. For I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for your welfare and peace, not for evil, to give you a good hope in your final outcome. And that is it. He wants our final outcome to be with him. Not only good for here on the earth, but when we leave here, there's going to be the new heaven and the new earth, and we're going to live with him for eternity, forever and ever and ever. And so he has a plan to get us there. And not only that, he has a plan to get the lost there. And he wants to use us and bless us all at the same time. I came that you may have life, have it to the full, until it overflows. And the enemy, he has come to kill, steal, and destroy. So when we get on that plan that he has for us, what he wants us to know today, then the enemy isn't going to be able to kill, steal, and destroy in our life. we got to make that choice to follow him. And so he's talking about today losing control. Just lose control and trust him. And how do you do that? You get in a relationship with him. You sit on the floor every day and you listen for his voice. You look at the word of God and you can see him talking to you. John 1, 1 says he is his word. And so when you get to know the word of God, you're getting to know him. And you're going to hear him talk to you because he's going to sound like his word. And it's actually his thoughts. And so you got to get that part. You got to take the time to get to know him. Besides, why would you want to move in with somebody you don't know? Why would you want to move in with somebody you don't know or agree with or don't have time for, which is the big factor. No one has time. But if you knew that your eternity was life or death, if you really knew that, if you really knew if you didn't get to know him, that you were going to go to hell and you were going to suffer, you would hurry up and get to know him. And, you know, it's not only the fact that he is coming and he's coming soon. You might leave here before he comes. And if you leave here before he comes, either way, you got to stand before him. And you got to, you know, decide now where you're going to be, where you're, where, if you're going to live with him forever or if you're going to live with the enemy. And so what he was showing me is we struggle so much to have control. And we're brought up, you know, what are you going to do when you grow up? What are you going to be? This kind of thing. And really, we should be taught to find out the plan that God has for us because his plan is good. And it is life to the full until it overflows. He put a gift on the inside of you, a talent to do. And that talent will make your provision. That is your provision. But yet, instead, we work to make a living. We live in the world system, even though we say we're Christians, we say we're following him, but we still got that control. We still want to control things. But God has this awesome plan. And it's 
bigger than your plan. It's more than you can ask or think. And just think you're fighting that better plan. So if you have this dream that just seems way too big, for example, and you settle and you do something that you can do on your own, and you're going to miss that big plan that he has for you. Or maybe you're in this relationship and you just are sick and tired of it. And you try to get out of that relationship and you, you just, you do it on your own. You just get out of the relationship, didn't find out what God thought about it or his plan. And then what if you found out later and, and maybe in the relationship that um, you were in, your, your marriage relationship, maybe your spouse wasn't saved. And, and then what about when, when it's all over and you stand before God and that person was, the plan was for God to get that person saved through you. And because you quit and gave up, that person is in hell. How's that going to make you feel? And we got to think about how selfish we are. God has been showing me how selfish I am, thinking about my dreams and my hopes. And, and meanwhile, other people are suffering. And the worst part is other people might go to hell because you just didn't want to do your part. God has a plan for you to save souls. That's part of the plan. And we don't look at it that way. We just look at it our selfish way. Well, God's got a good plan for me. It's all about me. It's me. It's me. But if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, you're going to find out it's not all about you. It is all about you. He loves you and he's going to bless you. But you got to care about what he cares about. And he cares about people. He cares about your neighbor. And so when you care about him, you're going to be able to care about that other person. He's going to make himself known to you, but you got to give him a chance. You got to lose control and say, okay, Lord, I don't like this relationship I'm in. And why am I here? What am I doing? He said, if you ask for wisdom, he gives to all liberally without fault finding. So if you find out you're in a relationship and it's for that person's salvation, well, isn't that exciting? Isn't that better than having what you want? Maybe right here and right now, it doesn't feel so good. But just think about it. You're going to save that person from eternal damnation. That's his plan. Or, you know, maybe you want to, um, you know, work at this job and, and get three jobs so you can have this brand new car or, or whatever it is. And, you know, it's all, all the stuff about what you want. But he's called you to do something else. He's called you to give of that talent that you have to someone in need of your talent and maybe save 10,000 souls right? He's got a better plan than you got. And you know, the other thing about, and I, I say this often, but it's so true. When you do what he's called you to do, it feels good. It feels good because not only are you giving and his kingdom is about giving, giving will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over, but you have that fullness of joy. And Jesus said that my joy will be complete in you when you do what I'm telling you to do. And so the things that he's telling us to do has to do with the good plan he has for us. Not only here and now, but when we leave here. And the thing, the most important thing to him is us. So what if you were the person that needed to be saved and somebody else was sick of you and just wanted to throw you away and say, forget it, I don't care. And, you know, I don't care what happens to you. I, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore then you've really given in to the enemy's plan. Who is that? He is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he does that by using your feelings. 
you know, he, he, he's good at helping us just to take care of ourselves and not care about anybody else. That's his thing. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He hates. He, he hates. He does. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And, and when you walk alongside him, you're not going to care about anybody but yourself. So God wants us to know we, he has a good plan. And if we override him, we're going to miss it. You know, say you're, you're dreaming of this beautiful house that you want to live in, but you just gave that up to just do what you could do with a job that you have. And then later you find out when you stand before him, he had this awesome plan for you to go for him and to save souls. And then this house would have been given unto you more than you can ask or think, more than you can imagine, Ephesians 3.20. So he has a good plan, Ephesians 2.10. He recreates you to be like him. That's part of the plan. You just have to say, yes, Lord, I want to be like you. I want to love. I want to give. I want to have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. I want to care about other people. I don't want it to just be about me. When we stand before him and our life was just about us, we're going we're gonna to be ashamed. You're going to feel ashamed. When you hold a mirror, when, you hold, when he holds his mirror up to you and you see how you really are, which you can't see without him, you're going to be ashamed if your life was just about you. Who wants to just live for themselves? Who wants to just like take care of themselves and, and add things to themselves? And how happy is that person when it's all about you? You're not going to be happy. Not like the happiness that you and the joy you're going to have for, for completing that assignment that he has for you. He has an assignment for you, and it's going to give you that fulfillment that you need. It's about his kingdom. It's about him. Um, it's about his people. It's not his will that one should perish. When Jesus came, that's all he did is show the Father. Say and do what the Father said and did. He came as our example. And, you know, the, I don't think the disciples would have gave up their lives to follow Jesus if it wasn't fulfilling, if they didn't see the love and the beauty in living um, God's way. I don't think they would have. I think they would have just went back to their old life. And when we go back to our old life, it's when we've given up, when we've given in to the lies of the enemy. And so the message today is lose control so God can do that thing that he wants to do. Stop trying to control and control things and go after things because those things that you're going after are temporary. You know, um, God, he, he's so smart and he, he's all-knowing and he has this plan for you because he's in love with you. And when we go after things, we're really making those things our God. And so sometimes when he's asking you to go without things or give things up or give things away, that means something to you. It's because he's trying to make you right with him. You know, the plan he has for you ultimately is everlasting life with him. He wants you to live with him. In the new heaven and the new earth, he's going to live with us. And that's what he wants. And this right here is temporary. This right here, either you can follow after him or follow your flesh, follow the enemy. And, you know, God, he's not going to make you choose him. He's giving you a choice. He's giving you a choice to, to do that thing that he's calling you to do, to live in his kingdom 
by love, care about what he cares about, give. And his principle is Luke 6.38, give and it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So sometimes it seems like you're giving and you're giving and and you're following after God and, and you get discouraged, but you get, get up and you keep going and you keep going. And you are going to be richly rewarded one way or another. But the reason things take so long is because we take so long to just let go of control and follow him. Just let go. Let it loose. Let it go. And just let him do what he's got to do in your life. You know, he says when you're faithful and little, he's going to give you much. And so the first parts of, you know, being faithful and little is just being content where you are. Be happy with what you have. Be happy with the people that you have in your life. Be content and be faithful with what you have. You know, be to that person what that person means. At the end of my video, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, I questioned something I heard myself say. And um, it was, if someone loves you, then it was something like that. Some, if someone loves you, don't push them away. And it didn't really match anything else I was saying, but I just let it go because I know that sometimes, or I'm hoping that all the time I'm saying what God wants me to say, I pray that. And that is what he was saying, because so often, you know, we dump people and they love us. And when we dump them, they fall apart because, you know, when you, when you just like push someone out of your life, it, it's like death. Or when you get divorced, it's like death for that other person. Maybe not for you because you're doing what you want. You know, that, that's how some of us are brought up that, you know, you got to take care of you and it's what you want. It's your life. You know, it, you, you have to be happy before, you know, um, anyone else can be happy. And if, if that's the way you think, you're really not thinking God's way. Because when you make someone else happy, when you care about someone else, then you've loved in his kingdom. And he says that love never fails. And it doesn't. And sometimes it seems like we suffer. But as you do suffer, when you're loving maybe someone that doesn't treat you right, or you don't think that um, they, they're they doing their part in your relationship, but when you just keep loving anyway, because you're going to be faithful to God, then you grow you grow to be like him. You're recreated to be like him. You're mature, really. And you're going to see and be rewarded far beyond that because what he's doing is recreating you in his likeness and healing you, you know, to the place where, you know, you, you, can, you can live without being offended. You can just walk through it. And it takes time and it takes practice and it takes someone in your life that, isn't going to treat you like right or how are you going to get to that place where you are like your father and jesus certainly wasn't treated right and look at where and he he knew that before he went out and we should know that before we go out too because we were told that we got to carry our cross to be like him to show love and you know the intention is that we show jesus that others see jesus in us and the ultimate goal in our lives is to make a difference in that person's life. Jesus didn't come for the saint. He came for the sinner. He came for the lost. 
And he's asking us to go and do what he did. And we are to harvest souls, and he is coming back. And if we don't care, and we're just taking care of ourselves, then on that day, is he going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness? And maybe you're thinking, well, I didn't do anything wrong, but um, if you didn't care about what he cared about, you didn't love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So if you didn't care about those lost people, then you broke his law. You break one law, you break all the law. If you didn't do that good plan he has for you, you broke his law. So often we think we know the plan and we try to put it into action and we have our own ideas, but really he has the main idea. And the plan is for you and your welfare. And it has to do with bringing in the harvest and loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. When you care about what someone else cares about, that is love, right? Like when you have kids and your kids hurt, you hurt. When you have somebody in your life that you love and they hurt, you hurt. So it's not all about you. Love isn't about you. Loving yourself with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind is not going to bring you any good results. God's in love with his children, and he's asking you to be faithful where you're at so that he can grow you up. It's like I need to make that point. Just be faithful right where you're at. And then when you're faithful and little, he's going to add more to you. And then he's going to add more to you and more to you. So it's stages of being faithful, doing his, his word, doing his law, loving and giving and not judging and not gossiping. Can you be faithful in that? Can you be faithful and um, just doing the basics of what a Christian is? And, and then when you are, he's going to grow you up. He's going to reward you. He's going to say, "Good, done, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And that's what you want. And then he, he's your dad. And then he's going to put you in charge of more and then more and then more. And his word says that. So starts with that relationship and the relationship is a real relationship I think so often people hear that and you know it, it, it's just so that you hear it so much that you just don't really have that full meaning but God is a person and he wants to talk to you he wants to tell you the plan he wants to tell you things to come he, he wants a real life relationship with you he really is in love with you and all those around you. He's in love with us. And so that relationship with him is you saying, I'm committed to you. I want to live with you when I leave here. My life isn't about me. It's about you. My life is not about me. It's about you. It's about I care about what you care about. I want to live with you for eternity. I want to get to know you. I want to see how you think. I want your way. Your way is higher than my way. More than I can even ask or think. I want to come up to your higher standards. And so I'm going to take time with you every day and get to know you and learn how to walk in your kingdom. And I want to be faithful to you. I want to serve you. I want to do your work. That's the relationship he's looking for. So it's not just a prayer and, you know, you're thinking you got your ticket to heaven and now you can do whatever you want. You can just fulfill the lust of your flesh and, and just be about you. That's not a relationship with Jesus. That's a relationship with the enemy. And that's going to get you living with him forever, not with Jesus. So you got to be on his side. You got to be in agreement with him.
John 15, Jesus said, if you're in agreement with me, you can ask whatever you will, and you'll be showing to be a true disciple of mine. And you're glorifying the Father. We're not glorifying the Father when we're selfish and when we don't care about anyone else. And I just feel I'm bringing something to my mind that I'm going to share with you, and I have before, but maybe you didn't hear it. And um, God shows you, I mean, being faithful and little. He shows you where you're at, and then he asks you to grow up from there. And just recently, um, he set me up. I, I was um, in contact, sort of, with a homeless man, and it was at the gas station, and he was throwing things around, and he was angry, and, and I let him scare me. I was thinking about me, and I never did anything to help him. And um, the next day, God was showing me my unfaithfulness. He said he needed Jesus. Yeah, he, he could use a cup of coffee and a meal and so much more, but ultimately, he needed Jesus, and you just drove away. Is that caring who God cares about? No. You know, maybe you're examining me and thinking how bad I am, but, you know, we all have our situations, and I'm only being transparent with you so that you can know that you have error, too, and you can't see. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see that until he told me. I thought I had a good excuse. He was losing his temper and throwing the garbage can or kicking the garbage can and throwing the cover down and staring at me and... I let him scare me, but greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I could have connected with Jesus and said, what should I do? But I was about me. And we are naturally about ourselves. And so anyway, I told you all that so that you would go to Jesus and let him judge you too. Let him judge you now before you get there. Grow up now. Be faithful now. Lord, Help me next time not to be about me, but to, to share Jesus with that person. And, and God said what you do for the, Jesus said, yeah, what you do for the least of me, you've done for the least of men, you've done for me. So when I would have helped that man, I would have been helping Jesus because he's in love with that man. He's in love with those people in your life you're trying to get away with. So anyway, um, Revelation 3.20, Jesus said that he is knocking at the door of your heart. He's asking you to let him in so that he can not only save you, but grow you up and send you out and, and ask you to care about what he cares about. And so if, you're, if you want to make a commitment to him to do his work, to live in his kingdom, to show who he is, and let him prepare you for heaven... He's coming soon and you want to get ready, then now's the time. Don't put it off. I want to pray with you. So if you want to say that prayer with me, close your eyes and just connect with him while we pray and repeat after me. Um, agree with me with my prayer, okay? All right. Jesus, we thank you so much that you love us and we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. We believe in you. We believe you have a good plan for us. We believe that you gave up your life for us, that you got on the cross for us, you shed your blood for us, and that your spirit would come and live on the inside of us. And so we just are in agreement with that. We thank you that you're going to come in and you're going to clean us up. You're going to correct us. You're going to show us truth and prepare us that you got a good plan for us and you're going to prepare us to walk out that plan, to do your work, and then to 
stand before you one day. We thank you. Change us, Lord. Help us to see the truth. We thank you that, in fact, when we ask you to come live on the inside of us, we are born from above, and now we can see life a whole different way. We can see your way. Thank you for opening our, opening our eyes and showing us the truth about ourselves so we can come up higher to be like you. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. I just feel like God is saying that he has a word for us. And so I'm just going to listen and say what he tells me to say. And he's saying, I love you, saith the Lord. I want good for you. My plan for you is good. Don't turn away from me. Don't shut the door. I'm knocking at the door of your heart. I want to come in and change your life for good. Yes, I have things for you to do, but those things I'm asking you to do are going to bring you happiness and completeness, my joy in you, where you will stand before me one day and I will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You're so good to us. We praise you and praise you. Love you. You know, he often wants to say something through me, and I have learned just to submit to that. And so I hope that you receive that word from him today and know that it was him talking to you. He was talking to someone. And so we just have to be obedient to that. We all have gifts for the body of Christ, and you just want to make sure that you are submissive to him and do your part because you have what someone else needs. So if you said that prayer today for the first time, I'd love it so much if you let me know. And remember, John 1, 1 tells us he is his word and you want to get to know his word. You want to binge on it. We don't have much time left before he comes and you want to be ready. You want to, you want to know who he is. You don't want him to stay away from me. I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. And you know what? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word. So if you don't even take the time to hear the word and get to know him, that's lawlessness right there. That's not doing the, what you're called to do. you got to take the time to get to know him. So thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.